Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today. I hope that you are all having a beautiful day so far. Last week, our topic was moving on from grief, and I got a lot of messages from that. A lot of people that actually said that they were kind of afraid to listen to it and haven't yet because they are concerned about things like people in their lives passing away and how they may handle it. But if you haven't listened to it yet, I want you to know that it wasn't like that sad of an episode. I really do my best in those grief episodes to make them as lighthearted as I can, to make them relatable and not full of tears and that kind of thing. Because even though it's good to show those kinds of things, I want everybody to feel comfortable with these episodes and to feel like they can listen to them and be a part of them and that it's not going to bring them down. So I hope that you'll have a listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Next week, I am going to be doing an episode called Daddy Issues because we are coming upon Father's Day. And just like I did for Mother's Day with the When Mom's a Problem, this episode will be based on dads and some of the things that we carry along from fathers in our lives that may have been absent or not what they should have what they should have been. The following week, I'm going to have um, another medium on that I told you about last week. Sunny from Sunlight Oracle and Sunny draws your loved ones when she reads them. So you don't show her a picture. She just draws your past loved one. And I'm going to have her do one of these for me before she comes on the show. And I'm very excited to share it. So that will be the 21st, which is also my birthday. So it's kind of a birthday gift to myself. I also wanted to announce that I am doing classes and group readings now. You can find the dates and times for those on my website and you can schedule yourself in one of those classes or group readings as well on the schedule portion of my website at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. And those start next week. This week, I'm excited. We are celebrating Pride Month with a special episode called Love is Love. I'm excited about this episode for several reasons, but one is because I have a few guests coming on later in the show that are going to call in to talk about this topic. During the second part of the show, my stepdaughter, Marina, and her partner, Jay, will be calling in to talk about being young adults in the LGBTQ community and the challenges that they face. And then during the third part, my husband, Danny, will be calling in to give his thoughts on being an ally from a parent's perspective. This episode may take a little bit of a different direction than what you might expect. This isn't an educational episode on the history of the LGBTQ community or what the letters stand for, anything like that. My husband and I actually did an episode like that on our podcast a couple of years ago. It's episode 112, and I believe that one's called Happy Pride Month. And in that episode, it does get into like what, you know, the LGBTQ+, plus, what that all stands for in the history and everything. So if you're interested in that, definitely go back to that episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter and have a listen to it. I'm hoping with this episode that some of you will walk away with a little bit different of a perspective of the LGBTQ community. And for those of you that don't need a perception change, I'm hoping that there will be some things in this episode that will help you to be a better ally or to just relate more. 
But honestly, my big motivation is that there might be even just one of you that's listening right now, thinking that you would like to come out of the closet to your parents or to your friends or society, and you're scared to do that. So I want to help you. I am hoping that with this episode, I will give you the courage to be able to come out during Pride this year and start living your authentic life. So even if one person gets that from this today, this episode is worth it for me. We all grew up different, obviously. We're different generations, but I know that there's a lot of Gen Xers and Boomers that listen to the show, as well as the younger generations. But I feel like the younger generations understand and accept this more than the older generations do. So a lot of this is also geared towards the older generations and definitely helping them understand where the younger ones and the community is coming from. I'd like to start off the episode by letting you in on a piece of my life that I've never let you into before. I'm obviously extremely honest with you about who I am. And in order to be a trustworthy source of, you know, for the spiritual community and of your spiritual needs, I have to be honest with you about who I am. I can't pretend to be someone I'm not. And something that not a lot of people know about me is that I'm not just an ally of the community. I'm actually a part of the community myself. I consider myself to be pansexual. I've never gone public with this info, so I guess that this is kind of my way of coming out of the closet this month. I just never felt like, honestly, it was really relevant in my life, and I never really felt like, you know, people cared enough to talk about it, but it's become such a natural part of our lives now that this is this is a big part of things that I feel like it's time. It's time for me to be honest about this part of my life and who I really am. When I was putting this episode together, I realized that I really can't get into all of this without talking about it. I can't be honest about how I feel without telling you my own sexual orientation. And of course, I I expect both praise and backlash from this, and that's okay. That is the way that this goes. What's interesting is that now, this is just now coming out right now to you, right? But even when I put the episode information out, I have a newsletter that goes out every week, and I would say that I lose about one subscriber a month, typically. After sending this out that I was doing this episode, I lost four subscribers in two hours. And for some people, they might be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't do this episode then. I shouldn't talk about this. It did the exact opposite for me. It made me realize that there's people out there that need to hear that they are surrounded by people in this community that they may not even realize are members of this community. And we are all wonderful individuals that deserve respect, whether you're a member of the community or not. So my story, at this point, like I mentioned, I do identify as pansexual, but I grew up thinking that I was bisexual. If you're not familiar with the term pansexual, basically it means being attracted to someone regardless of their gender. So I'm attracted to everyone, whether you're gay, straight, bisexual, trans, male, female, non-binary. I don't see that. I don't see the sex in the person. I see the person for who they are. I'm attracted to them based on who they are, not by what their sexual orientation or sex organs are. I didn't come out as being bisexual until I was 17, even though it was only like to four people at that time. But I knew from a really young age, like I'm going to say as young as I can remember, or probably five years old, that I was not attracted to somebody based on what gender they were, but that I definitely had an attraction to girls. Being a Gen Xer, Xer, I wasn't brought up during a time where it was like, okay, to be out and be who you were. 
My mother had a lot of gay friends, which I appreciated, and I enjoyed being around them greatly, and they taught me a lot about the community, but it still wasn't something that most of them were even open with, with people outside of their friends. But when it came to my own sexuality, I really didn't know who I was or what was going on. I just had to trust myself and listen that I knew who I was, no matter what other people said was right or wrong. I was worried that if I told anybody during the early years of my life that I would not only be made fun of, but maybe even worse, maybe that like my grandparents, maybe they would disown me being that generation that really didn't understand this at all. So I lied about who I was to please them. Um, My first serious boyfriend, he saw it in me and he called me out on it when I was about 14. And I still never admitted it even to him because I was afraid. I was very, very afraid. It actually actually took meeting another bisexual girl when I was 17 to make me feel comfortable enough to talk to anybody about this. But again, it was just her and her boyfriend and my boyfriend at the time. Nobody else was told. And it kind of made me feel like I was like sneaking around or that the way that I was feeling was dirty. For two and a half years of my high school life, I went to an all-girl Catholic school where nowadays you probably see female couples walking around holding hands, but then you did not see that there was no out of the closet female couples at this all girl Catholic school that I went to. There just wasn't, I'm sure there were some that were in the closet, but nobody that was open about it. So I just stayed there. I just stayed there in the closet. And then when I was 19 years old, I did tell my mom that I was bisexual and um, it shocked her, but she let it go. Really. It didn't, it didn't, define our relationship. It didn't have anything to do with our relationship. I told her she dealt with it. She let it go. It just became a part of who I was. And I was so glad that she did that. I don't know if she ever told my grandparents, but if she did, they never treated me any different either. But still to the rest of society, this was something that I did not put out there. Um, My husband, Danny, has been extremely supportive of me through this, he's known from the very beginning about my bisexuality and again, was, you know, very supportive, but it wasn't until like the last five years or so that I realized myself that I was more than just bisexual. And I started noticing my attraction to transgender people when I was about 30, but I never really told anyone until after my spiritual awakening, I wasn't trying to keep that a secret from my husband. I just didn't understand myself. And because of the way society treats people, again, I felt like I was dirty for having those feelings. But there was a point in my spiritual journey where my husband and I were having these times where the universe was helping us to really, really open up to each other more about sex and topics like that. And I could feel the universe pushing me. It was pushing me. You have to tell him this. You have to come out of the closet to him. If it's never for anybody else, at least you need to tell him. And I wasn't afraid that he was going to leave me or anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was just scary. It was scary for me to say it out loud. It was scary to see what the look on his face was going to be when I said that, how he might react to it. Did he even suspect such a thing? You know, it, but it went very well and he was very kind and very gentle about it. And, you know, leading up to it, honestly, telling him I cried, I cried a lot. And I looked back after I told him, I was like, why'd you cry so much? But you know what? I feel the same way about this episode. This is the hardest episode. Sorry. This is the hardest episode I've done so far. Because I'm being vulnerable. And I'm telling you all a thing about myself that you don't know. 
and that might make some of you not like me the way you did before. But I'm still me. I'm still the same person that you've been listening to for months and months, and I'm still the same person that you've been to for readings. And so that's what I hope with this episode is that you will really understand that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I'm gay, straight, bisexual, pansexual. It doesn't matter. I'm still the same person that you've gotten to know. And I hope that you can not just with me, but that you will look past that with people in your life that may come to you and tell you these things that maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe it's not the way that you choose to live your life, but everybody is their own person and we're supposed to be our own person. We're supposed to be the person that we want to be. Some people like apples, some people like oranges, but who are you to tell the people that don't like apples that they should like apples or that like both apples and oranges that they should just pick one? It's not up to you because it's not your life. And that's really the way that I feel we should treat everybody, No, whether you're a member of the LGBTQ community or your different race or whatever it is that you are that makes you different from everybody else. It shouldn't matter because you are a human being and you are different and you are uniquely you. So I really hope that by opening up to you today and by actually kind of coming out of the closet to you, that you will take this with you and and maybe look at things a little bit differently and understand things a different a little differently. But also something that's very important to me is that I do know, I do know because I feel it, that there's a lot of you listening today, maybe not a lot, but some of you listening today that have felt the same way that I have throughout your life, that grew up feeling like you had this attraction to another sex or to just whoever it was or whatever, but you aren't able to express yourself because you're afraid of what other people will think. But you know what? You're doing an injustice to yourself. I'm doing an injustice to my listeners, to my clients by not being who I am and by not being open. Now, when I have um, a member of the LGBTQ community that comes to me for a reading, I'm open with them because I do think that it's very, very important that they know that I'm not just an ally and that they can talk to me and that they can feel safe in my presence. And that's another reason why I wanted to do this episode so that those of you out there that are in the community know that I am a safe person to come to, whether you need a reading, whether you need to talk, whether you need to figure out how to come out yourself, I am a safe person to come to. And I hope that any of you that need that, that you will do that, that you will take me up on that offer. So we're going to go to break in a couple of minutes here. After we come back from the break, like I mentioned, my stepdaughter Marina and her partner Jay will be on the show and they're going to talk to us about life in the LGBTQ community. Because if you haven't figured it out yet, my stepdaughter is as well. Um, she came out a couple of years ago to us as bisexual. And to be honest with you, it was one of the most surreal moments of my life because I felt like she was getting to do something that I never got to do. She was getting to, from a young age, be who she wanted to be. And I admire that so much. And I think that it's so wonderful, all of the things that she's done in the LGBTQ community. She's a member of the Gay Straight Alliance at her school. She's very much, um, you know, an, an activist and trying to help people to understand what this community is all about and what the people of the community need from people that don't understand. So after the break, they're going to come on the show and we're going to talk about it a little bit. 
and I hope that you are all enjoying it so far. And I hope that you are open-minded and enjoying it because I am, I'm, I feel this giant weight lifted off of my shoulders, even though, like I said, this was like the hardest episode for me to actually, like I sat here for days going, is this actually going to come out of my mouth or am I going to sit here going, uh, 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 so I feel better. And I really hope that for those of you that haven't had the chance to do that yet, that you'll be able to, and that you'll be able to have that weight lifted off your shoulders and feel better as well. All right. So let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Marina and Jay. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back after this message. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are doing a very special episode called Love is Love, based on that June is Pride Month. And we have two very important callers right now, two people that are very special to me, my stepdaughter, Marina, and her partner, Jay. Hello, you two. Hello, how are? Hi, how are you? We're good. How are you? Good, good. So, what I wanted to start, if you'll each just take a minute and tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves, about you know how you identify, how you know what coming out of the closet was like for you, just you know anything that you feel is important to share with them about yourself. Okay, sounds good. 
Um, I'm Jay. I'm 19. I go by they, them. Um, I'm also identify as non-binary. I came out for the first time to my mom in eighth grade. Um, it went decently okay. And since then, I've just been uh, trying my hardest to find myself, find um, what I like, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Love it. I'm Love Marina. It. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so I'm Marina, and I'm 18. And I use she, her pronouns, and I identify as bisexual. And I came out, like Samantha said earlier on the show, I came out about two years ago now to my parents. And it was after a long journey. I used to be pretty religious. And so it took a long time for me to accept this part of myself. But I knew that my parents would accept me. So I came out to them first, and it went really well. And since then, I've had a lot of support from my parents. And, yeah, now I just deal with things, you know, myself. And every day is a learning process. So you're, you're both doing a great job. And what's interesting and that I didn't tell the listeners is that Marina did not know that I was pansexual when she came out. So it was really interesting. I was like, oh, my gosh, OK, now I have to tell her. And it was like this other thing that we could bond on. And I feel like it's um, it's good. It's a good thing because I yeah, understand was, you guys, you know. It was very it was very helpful, too. It made me feel so much more comfortable. Like when you told me that it became like less about me, which was really good for me. And it became more about like our family. And it was just, it was really nice. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. So I have a few questions for you. Um, first of all, some people argue that being gay or trans is a, ch is a choice. What do you say to people that say that? Well, first of all, I know that for sure we would say that's not true. And I know anybody in the LGBT community would argue the same thing. But as people who may not be a part of it, it, it can be hard to understand that isn't a choice. But like you said earlier, same goes with like the race or anything. It's you didn't choose to be born this way and you can't help your attraction. Like even if you're straight, you can't help that you're attracted to the other sex or whatever. That's not something that you wake up one day and choose to do. And so if it's your sexuality or your gender identity, it's really hard when people assume that you're just choosing because this is something that you were born with, especially like being trans it feels like you might be in the wrong body or you were given the wrong parts or whatever. And that's, it's really hard and like invalidating people say that you're choosing to do that because it's a struggle that people do deal with every single day. Absolutely. Jay, do you have anything that you want to add on that? Um, I kind of just agree with Marina on that one. Um, it's definitely not a choice. Uh, if it was a choice, I feel like people would choose to be straight because it seems easier. True. Right. But, um, it's definitely not a choice. And um, it's definitely something that people struggle with um, a lot. So uh, I would tell someone that uh, you don't choose this. It's something that you've always lived with. Um, and you kind of just have to accept it within yourself. Yes, I couldn't agree more. What for both of you do you think has been the hardest part of this journey so far? The hardest part of coming out and be, being who you really are? I think the hardest part um, for me would be the trans part because um, it's been extremely hard to accept that not everybody's going to accept you um, because you can't change somebody's mind. Um, I also think the hardest part is trying to get somebody to get educated themselves. If they don't want to, then uh, that's their choice and you can't force somebody to um, have a different opinion. So I think that's been the hardest part for me is just to 
realize that not everybody's going to understand or accept you. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Marina? Um, I think the hardest part for me so far has been mostly like my own internalized homophobia or things that I deal with myself. I've had, luckily, I've been super fortunate to have accepting people and like almost all my friends are also part of this community. Um, and even like you, my family, like everybody around me for the most part has been super supportive, but because of the way that I grew up, um, like in the church and different things like that, it has been like a very huge struggle within myself to come to terms with it, not only, but also to like live every day and like make choices to actively accept myself and continue to like love myself for who I am because really like yeah it feels nice when people accept you and love love you for who you are but the most important part is to accept yourself you know and that definitely has been the hardest part well I think you're doing a great job and you should continue doing what you're doing for both of you for sure so one of the things that I know that you guys face is the older generations and how they not just look at it, but how open they are to it. So what tips do you have for like the older generations that may be struggling with this, but also with like using pronouns, like they, them, and you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So I, a lot of my friends um, have come out to me as non-binary or using a different set of pronouns. And in the very beginning, um, it was new to me also, and so I had to take the time to educate myself and learn about it, too. Because even though it may be, like, newer to older generations, it was still something that I had never personally faced. So I had to learn about it, too. And one thing that really helped me, and I've told this to a lot of people, too, and I think that it's helped a lot of people, is that when somebody tells you that they're going to start using a different set of pronouns or that they are trans or whatever it is, instead of trying to focus on memorizing those pronouns or memorizing the new name that they chose or whatever it is, um, it's really important that you actively try to see the person, how they identify. So instead of just memorizing like, Oh yeah, now I need to use they, them for this person, like try to see them that way. Try to, instead of just focusing on that, change your perspective and see them as somebody who doesn't identify as either a male or a female. And, try to remove that part from it because it really helps once you remove that part of how you used to see them or whatever it may be and change your perspective into how they want to be seen. It it becomes a lot easier than just memorizing a pronoun. Yes, absolutely. And when your dad calls in, in the next part, we're going to talk more about that because that is definitely something that I know with the older generations is hard. Jay, do you have anything that you want to add on this topic? Um, Another tip I feel for older generations is I really I, I understand it's a little bit difficult to understand since it's not what most um, older generations are used to. But I think uh, there's several several ways to get educated. There's podcasts. Um, you can read about it. You could talk to anybody a part of the um, LGBT community. There's definitely a lot of ways to get educated on that. Absolutely, totally agree. Um, And then as far as with the older generations, what can a parent do to make their LGBTQ child feel more accepted and understood? I think kind of what Jay says, um, it's really important that a parent takes time to educate themselves if they don't know much already. And so as for like you guys, in my case, um, you had already known a lot because you are a member of the community. But in a situation like Jay's, like it takes more effort for a parent who isn't part of the community also 
to go out of their way and to educate themselves and to learn things and know what to say to their, their child, you know? And I think that another thing that you can do is like have a conversation with your child and ask them their specific needs and what makes them comfortable. Because another thing is that each individual in the community, they may require like a different set of needs, you know, they, they may not agree with somebody else on what makes them comfortable. So I think talking to your child, like, or whoever you're talking to, um, and asking them what can help them the best and then doing that or actively trying to do that, that's the most important thing to do for sure. Love that. Jay, anything to add? Uh, I pretty much completely, uh, I definitely agree with Marina on that one. Um, I think a very big thing is parents feel uncomfortable talking about it, but the child would want that conversation with their parents because it makes them feel more understood and that their parents care enough to um, want to know these things to make their child feel more comfortable. I think it's only taboo if the parent makes it taboo. So I think it's it's an active like thing that you have to try and talk about to make it more comfortable for you and your child to feel safe to talk about those things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Is there anything that you would say that people should not say? Like when I talk about grief, there's always those things that just don't say that, (laughs) you know? So I'm curious when we're educating people, is there anything that people just shouldn't say that it's like um, degrading or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that there's definitely a lot of things that people shouldn't say. And again, this could be like a personal thing. So um, different people might be okay with different things. But I think for the most part, it's really important that when Specifically, when someone comes out to you, one thing not to say is I knew or like um, I could tell or something like that. Maybe that that a first reaction would be to be like comforting and be like, oh, like I'm not judging you. Like I knew. But it's it's a big deal for somebody to say that to you. And it takes a lot of courage and a lot of acceptance on their own part. And so saying that and then just getting an I knew is is kind of degrading, I'd say. So I maybe more of like a supportive reaction, like, well, thank you that, or thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share that with me. And like, I accept you. I love you, whatever. And then as for like, when you're already out, I think things not to say would be anything that maybe a joke that you would feel is uncomfortable. Just stay away from anything that you think would be uncomfortable or even like, um, saying like comments on people's like expression about their sexuality or gender identity because truly nobody but that person who identifies as that can say anything about their identity like it nobody has a right Right. to say anything so I think it's like the same thing goes for like race or weight or whatever it is just I think it's better just not make comments on people and things that don't have to do with you so that's what I would say yeah great point Jay what about you um, I also agree with everything Rena said, and I think it also goes back to um, when people say, like, oh, like, why can't you just stay in your body, or why can't you just, um, like, like the opposite gender, like, it's not a choice, and you shouldn't uh, tell somebody that um, it is a choice, because it's not, so that's definitely a big thing that, personally, I feel like is very wrong to say and is very hurtful because it's not a choice and it's it's definitely a hard thing to live with and to accept um so I think that would be my biggest thing yeah I think any questions based on like your coming out or any um like questions about your identity can be super harmful too because it's it's almost like they're 
like, why can't you be normal? It feels like when yeah. people ask those kinds of things and it's like, I am normal. Like, this is me, you exactly. know, there's no need exactly. for you to ask that kind of thing. So. Yes, that absolutely would be very hurtful for somebody to ask. Um, let's see what other questions I have for you. What, is there anything that you want to say to people to help them become a better ally? Oh, okay. So I think there's, like we said earlier, yeah, there's quite a few things, but I think the number one thing would be education, like taking the time to educate yourself. And like you mentioned earlier, I'm, or I was, I just graduated, but I was a part of the GSA cabinet. So, um, my school, which is the Gay Straight Alliance Club. And so we worked really hard to try to make a safe space at my school for queer students and people who needed a, a space to go to to talk because maybe they don't get that at home or whatever. And in that club, we talked a lot about what you can do to be a, a better ally. And the biggest thing is education. So not all of those students were gay. Some of them were straight. And they just were coming because they wanted to be educated because they had friends or family or whoever that had come out to them and they want to be the best ally that they can and that that's the number one thing is like taking that time to go and do your research or talk to the individual and educate yourself on questions that you may not know the answer to it you shouldn't be scared to ask questions because that's that's how you get educated so i think that's the biggest thing for sure to become a better ally yes absolutely jay anything you wanted to add to that one um, I agree that education is definitely the biggest thing. Um, it's just like if you wanted to cook, you just educate yourself, look up recipes, and um, from then you just, like, remember the recipe. Like, you just have to do it yourself and educate. And if you can't do that, then you talk to somebody that's a part of the community or an ally. Um, there's there's definitely several ways to be educated on this topic. Awesome. And a big question that I have for you, for anybody that's listening, that hasn't come out of the closet, what do you want to say to them? Are there any tips that you can give them when it comes to, you know, dealing with their parents or society or any tips that you think would be helpful? Um, I think the first thing that I would say is that you're strong no matter what, and you'll always have yourself. And that's um, a very big thing. I think I would tell them that um, no matter how you feel, it's correct. And that, um, you're safe and do not be scared to express yourself or tell somebody how you feel because no matter what they say, whether they accept it or not, it doesn't change you and um, your preference or whatever that may be. So definitely, I know it's a scary thing, but you're, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. You're making that. Love that. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think that another thing is that people or people who haven't come out yet, um, there's no rush. It's on your own time. So don't feel like just because everybody around you who is queer or part of the community has come out, um, there's probably a lot of people that you know that haven't come out yet too. And so there, there's no rush and it's all on your timing. If you don't feel comfortable yet, then take more time, you know? Um, and when you do come out, don't be scared. If You might get some negative reactions, but that'll just show you who you truly want in your life because you don't want people who aren't going to accept you and you don't want people who are going to judge you for who you are. So the people who accept you, those are the people that you're going to keep around. And I think that it's really important. Don't let anybody else's opinion change who you are or change like how you feel you should be. 
Those are great points. Thank you both so much for coming on today and and talking about all this. It was huge eye openers. You said some things that even for me, I was like, you know what? Those are some really, really good points. So thank you both for coming on today. Of course. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You two enjoy the rest of Pride Month too. They're going to go to San Francisco for Pride. I'm so excited for you. One day I want to (laughs) go. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you two have a good rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was awesome. I I love being able to be open about this topic and and having a stepdaughter that's in the community is so wonderful. I love the way that she's just out there putting herself out there and helping because, you know, we're all here for different reasons. For we have purposes, all of us. And sometimes that purpose is to help people that don't know how to help themselves. And this is a great area for that, that if you are are like Marina or Jay and, and you want to help others with this or like myself, go help them because they need it. Trust me, it, they, there is a huge community. This, this community is gigantic. It's much bigger than most people even realize. And there's a lot of people out there that don't feel safe talking about who they are or coming out as who they are, and they just need somebody to talk to. So be that person. It would be very helpful to to people in your life. I, I will guarantee you that. So let's go ahead and take our next break. And when we come back, like I mentioned, my husband, Danny, is going to call in and he's going to talk to us about what it's like to be a parent of somebody that's in the LGBTQ community. So stay tuned, everyone. We will be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. 
Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are talking about love is love because it is Pride Month. And on hold, we have my husband, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I wanted to have you on the show today because I wanted to get from a parent's perspective what it's like having a child that comes out as being a member of the LGBTQ community. So my first question for you is, what was your initial reaction when Marina came out of the closet? Well, for starters, I I just want to say really quick, I think this is a great show that you're doing. I'm very proud of you for not only doing this radio show, but for coming out and sharing something about yourself with your listeners, um, which are your friends and strangers and anybody. So I'm just proud of you that you've done this. Um, Thank you. And bringing to light for others to show them that it is safe. It's okay. Um, So, and thank you for having me. share what it's like for me. Of course. Thank um, you for being here. What it's like for me, I guess, it, <clears throat> you know, I, I have my own issues growing up in certain areas. So I tend to be um, a bit more compassionate, I think, than maybe some fathers. I don't know. Uh, sure. I, yeah, absolutely. And I just looked at Marina from day one as this is, my baby, (laughs) you know, like nothing can do her harm, get in the way between the two of us. Nothing is ever going to break this love. So I really never dreamed that she, and I didn't put much thought into it, but I never really dreamed that she would come to me one day and share that with us. So was it surprising? Yeah, honestly, yeah, it was surprising. Did it change at all about the way, the, uh, the amount and the intensity of love that I felt for this human? Absolutely not. It didn't change it. It, didn't, it doesn't really bother me because, first of all, it's not my life. And it's not my business. Yeah. I have my own journey and my own path and my own choices of what I want to do. So, yeah, it was... Um, I, I think any kind of, <clears throat> Marina made a good point when you were asking them questions and kudos to those ladies, because it's really nice to hear their input, um, and to come forth and be young like that and be brave enough to share those things and let other people know it's okay. Right. But Absolutely. she said something about taboo. And I think just sex talk with your parents growing up for us when we were growing up was just taboo. Yeah. We didn't absolutely talk about was. That. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely absolutely. not about being gay or, you know, bisexual. You just didn't talk about sex. Yeah. So You're right. it's an interesting leap. It really is an interesting leap from like generationally, you know, from my generation or your generation now to their generation. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like when I was growing up, the the, the reference gay was often often an insult. 
in high school. It was not somebody's sexual, you know, right. identification. Right. It was sure. an insult. So, you know, we just had in the 80s people, maybe celebrities now finally coming out as being, you know, gay or whatever and bisexual. So the the amount of growth and progress that we've done in the generation has now that I look at it is tremendous. Yeah. We have a lot Absolutely. of room to grow, but there has been a lot of growth. There's, you're right. There has been a lot of growth and, and it is wonderful to see. And yeah, we, we knew we need to grow more, but we're doing really, really well. I, I agree with you. What do you think the hardest part of this, this experience has been? I'll say the pronoun. And that's only because I myself, you know, I was raised by a boomer, right? Yeah. So when we think in terms of uh, like education and the way that I was brought up, I, I am straight or heterosexual. I, and, and I go, you know, I identify as he, him, but I don't have, I have very close friends throughout my life that have been gay and bisexual or, you know, transsexual. I, it doesn't really have an, any bearing on me. Um, and doesn't bother me. Uh, I, what was your question? I just totally forgot. Actually, I'm sorry. The hardest part of the experience, you said pronouns. Oh, the, the pronouns. So like growing up and from a boomers, you know, in a household raised by boomers, you know, we learn about grammar. And so when yeah. I would hear the word they, I'm always thinking in terms of English, right. of how do we speak properly, right? Right. Yeah. So now all of a sudden Marina comes into my life as a child and, you know, our lives. And, and now I'm having to relearn things that I thought I'd already learned, Right. right? That's the amazing thing about children and in this, if you let it happen, is that the new generation actually can teach the gen, the old generation something new. It absolutely Without can. Even, we, we took our own language and now I have a whole new meaning, a set of meanings for a word that already, many of English words have more than one meaning. But so we've done it again. We've added another meaning, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the pronouns was tough. It was really tough. I still make a mistake in front of, you know, Marina or, or her spouse or, you know, her partner. Um, sometimes I have done that. I think the, the one thing I do without kind of making a huge mungus deal and overdramatic about it is that I acknowledge that I made a mistake and I say, I'm sorry about that, you know, right. and I continue on because I want yeah. them to know it is important to me. Their feelings are important to me. Yes. So, hey, I apologize for that mistake. I'm moving forward. I'm not making a huge deal about it. And, you know, do you need a tissue? Because I know they don't want to be treated like that. Right, they, right. Yeah. They, they do want their feelings acknowledged. So, and I still occasionally sometimes make that mistake. And it's honestly, <clears throat> sometimes it's just from a grammar point of view. Right. Or it's like Marina teaching us, you know, having a child has taught me, A, and having a child that's come out as part of this community has taught me so much about unconditional love mm-hmm. and Absolutely. being taught by my own child. How can she teach me? I've taught her to do things, but how can she teach me? Right. And this is where she's taught me. Is Absolutely. That, you know what I mean? View mm-hmm. them how they want to be, not how you're learned in school, what the proper grammar is, you know? Yes. And I take that and I look at my, our daughter the same way. Yep. And I always have, like, there's nothing, 
She could have been a politician. She could have been a murderer. She could be gay. She could be all these things, and it doesn't matter. I'm going to love her because that's my baby. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. Do you have any advice? Do you have any advice to parents facing their child coming out of the closet? Um, let them be them. You know, don't don't project a shadow of your idea of them onto them. Yeah. Let them be them. And and don't be cruel. You know, that's yeah. this, that's the one thing I can say is just don't be cruel. I know that, you know, Marina, uh, her biological mother and I separated and divorced when Marina was about seven years old. So she was relatively young and her mom had a different set of ideals and ways she wanted to raise Marina than I did. And a lot of that side that she was looking at when she wasn't with you and I was this religious kind of thing, you know, Um, and a bit feisty approach to it all, I think. And we were more like open. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter. And Mm -hmm. religion's not involved. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. There's nothing going on here other than just be you like take a deep breath, exhale and be you. Yeah. Unapologetically, you know? Yes. So she was faced with a different set of challenges, Marina, in the terms of psychologically, how do I overcome something that's sort of kind of been predetermined in my mind for me? And I didn't ask for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. An ideal that was sort of put on you that you didn't necessarily choose. And like she and Jay shared is that for many people, this is not a choice. No. It's you know, not a choice. I mean, it's not a have, choice. You may have, I think you may have some people that are, uh, let's just take, for example, maybe a divorced woman that's been through a marriage, multiple marriages, raised children, blah, blah, blah. I can't find a man that actually meets her emotional and, you know, need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And decides to try dating a woman. I can mm-hmm. see that as not being already implanted. But when you're dealing with young people yeah. that are, feeling this way right out of the gate. That's not a choice. That's just how they are. Exactly. Exactly. And we can't tell them when they're telling us who they are, that that's not who they are. You will do more damage to them that way than anything. And your relationship with them. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You will hurt your relationship with them. So if you love your kids, then really love them. Unconditionally love them. Let them be them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my love, for coming on. I appreciate it. I think you gave the listeners well, some you, wonderful Rick. insight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Okay, so let's see. We have a few minutes here. Thank you. I just want to thank you again to Danny, Marina, and Jay for coming on the show today. Uh, it meant a lot to me, and I hope that it helps some of our listeners as well. I just have a couple of points that I wanted to touch on before the end of the show. Danny had talked a little bit about the pronouns and the they, them. And this is definitely something that has been a challenge, not because of the fact that we don't approve of this or agree with it or anything like that. It is the English of it. And it has been hard to change that. There are changes that I have made that have helped me because there were many times, especially in Marina's first relationship, where I messed up and I felt so bad. And it's like, you get embarrassed, you know? Um, But a couple of the things that I have done, like Marina has said, 
is that I try and see them for who they want to be seen as. What do they want to be seen as? And that's what I try and remember every time that I interact with that person or talk about them. The other thing I really tried to do in general in public is not to use things like ladies or gentlemen or anything that is, what's the word I'm looking for? I try to use things that are gender neutral. So when I talk to somebody, like I went to Sephora the other day, and honestly, I couldn't tell if this person was male, female, non-binary. I could not tell. And they asked me, who helped you? And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what do I say? And I just said, the lovely person, the tall person with the long hair, you know, because I want to be respectful. I don't want to say this is a woman or a man because I I don't know, and they may not know. And so I've tried to start changing those things that I say of, you know, not using ladies, but I see you guys or, or whatever you can say to make it more gender neutral because you don't know. And because you might hurt somebody's feelings if they're going through a transition to be a man and you call them a she, you might hurt their feelings. So that's one change that I have definitely tried to make for myself to help people to be more comfortable. But as an ally, Be gentle on yourself, too, because when you mess up, it's not, you know, that you mean to just say you're sorry, like Danny said, and try and move on and do better the next time. And sometimes you get talking like I've done this and Danny and I will have conversations and he will use the wrong pronouns. And I just have to point it out. And we both do it to each other because that's how you learn. I can't talk to like my friends and talk about Marina and Jay and not use the pronouns that Jay wants me to use because it confuses people, I have to just go ahead and confuse them because that's how it goes. That's what they want to be identified as. And that's how I'm going to identify them. And I think that we all should be that respectful. So we are almost out of time. Um, The other things real quick I wanted to say is this is not a choice. So if you have somebody in your life that has come out as being gay, trans, bisexual, whatever they've come out out as, please know that this is not a choice. And like Jay and Marina said, it would be easier to be straight. So we know that this is not a choice. Um, So that's all that we have time for today, friends. I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to my guests again. And next week, we are going to, like I said, we're going to celebrate Father's Day by talking about daddy issues, because I know that there are a lot of us that have them, and it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. In the meantime, if you would like to find me, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can schedule an appointment or a class there, group reading. You can find the other podcast I have with my husband, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. And uh, yeah, I will be back here. Same place, same time next week. I hope that you all have a wonderful week. Until then, peace and love, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.